Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Hey, welcome to the recap edition of the Influential Personal Hi. Brand Podcast. We are here breaking down the episode with Hal Elrod. AJ was just making fun of me before we started, <laughs> and so that's why she's chuckling. But we're going to give you our top three and three takeaways, and I'm going to go first this time. You know, I have so much respect for Hal. I think you probably hear that in the interview, but from a technical perspective, in addition to his personal story of dying and coming back to life, which is incredible, he also is a self-publishing success story, probably my favorite self-published success story. And everyone thinks you have to traditionally publish and there's a lot of advantages to traditionally publishing. But, you know, he tells the story about for three years, he tried to write it and he thought he had to traditionally publish and then finally just realized that actually the publisher doesn't do that much to promote your book. And so you have to do the promotion anyway, so why not self-publish? And he does it and boom, 2 million copies. I don't know of anyone that sold 2 million copies self-published, and it's just incredible, and to me inspiring that it's not just traditional publish or self-publish, it's what is your dream, and what belief are you allowing to hold you back? What wall are you allowing to be there that you're acquiescing to, when in reality, there's not even a wall there and you can just blow through it and figure it out yourself. You don't need to get a TV show. You can launch your own show. You don't need to get a traditionally book published deal. You can self-publish. Like you don't need to be on national radio. You can launch a podcast. So many limits just exist in our own mind. And I just, I love that. It was inspiring to me. It was a long rant. That was not that long. <laughs> Hold on. Pause the recording. Let's go look. I don't think it was that long. It felt long. 
been a long day, <laughs> which I think is really pertinent to this particular interview. And as you can tell, this is not a shower day for me. This is my mommy day. And Rory actually- That's only for those of you watching this on YouTube. Those of you listening to the podcast- <laughs> I sound just as AJ like normal. in full makeup and full <laughs> hair and her nicest outfit. And uh, well, she spent four hours Yes, for- but I will tell you, it's kind of interesting because- we came in from a weekend trip yesterday and didn't have time to record our recap when we typically do. And Tuesdays are always my mommy day where I'm just full-time mom all day long with my two toddlers, which means I don't usually get a shower or hair or makeup <laughs> or do anything for myself. Maybe I get to eat. But Rory was like, hey, I really want you to listen to this. And I'm like, oh, you could just record this one. And then I listened to it and I'm like, oh, now I know why he insisted I listen to it. Because I had a really couple of negative moments of like, I'm so overwhelmed. There's not enough time to go around. No one's looking out for me. Kind of had some of those moments. And he was like, hey, are you going to listen to that podcast? And I'm like, okay, well, now it's all clicking and all putting together. And I think that was one of the things that was really important to me listening to this and why all of you should listen to this, as much as you're going to learn about your personal brand and self-publishing and traditional publishing for that matter, and building a community, I think the first half of the interview is worth listening to. Whatever you glean from the rest of it is awesome, but the first half is just such a great reminder, no matter where you are in your personal brand journey, you control how you feel, right? You control if you think you're succeeding or not. That has 100% to do with your perspective and your perception of what is impact to you. Is it one person? Is it a million persons? Uh, Like, why does that matter? It's like, why do you have to have 100,000 followers versus 100 followers if you truly believe in what you're doing and what you're called to do? And that, I just feel like that more than anything else is why you should listen to this interview and follow how and read the book and do all the things. And why I really needed to listen to this myself right now is that great reminder of, I have nothing to complain about. I have everything to be grateful for. And so do you. Right. If you have the opportunity to share your message to even one person, that is worth it. It is not about your follower count. It's not about six, seven, eight figure advances, even though those are awesome. Right. Those are amazing byproducts of just doing what you believe in and what you're called to do. And I just think if you just focus in on what are you called to do and what are you passionate about and what are you grateful for and how does that just exude from every part of your being? This will work out for you at some point, at some time, in some way, this will work out for you. And Hal is a great example of, I'm not going to wait around for anyone else to do this for me. I can just go do it myself because I feel that called to the message, to the mission, and to getting this out there, and I'll do what I got to do. I mean, sometimes that's what we got to do. So that's why I really think this is awesome. Yeah, and that, I was actually going <laughs> to save it for my third takeaway, but since you brought it up. The first half of the interview, if you haven't listened to it yet, is his personal story about how he died, came back to life, died again, came back to life, made it through this whole bout, and then had cancer, and just this inspiring outlook on what it means to be alive and how you are in control of what's going on inside. Like, There's a lot of things externally that we don't have control over, but everything that's going on inside, you are in control of your thoughts your emotions, your feelings, what you choose to be grateful for, what you decide to spend your time on. And 
to hear it in the context of someone that has gone through so much challenge is just inspiring. And I agree with you. It's that his personal story is just so moving that it is, it's beyond all the wonderful technical details that he (laughs) shared, you know, things about how self-publishing works and how do you do it and how do the advances work and how does the money work? He was super transparent, but you're in charge of what's going on inside of your head. And I think as influencers or personal brands, we're so used to being the teachers or the messengers. It's easy to forget how we also have to be the students Mm -hmm. and getting to learn from other people like Hal and go, wow, like I've got a lot of personal development work (laughs) to do myself in addition to all the business work I need to do on my brand. So that was awesome. That was my second takeaway. Yeah, I think one of the more technical components of this as it relates to building your personal brand and, you know, writing and speaking and publishing and all the things that he talks about that I just really love is this whole concept of people talk about this a lot in the space of you can't really make a ton of money selling books anymore. Mm. A book is more of like a business card. We've even said that. He proves that very, very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's awesome. Like you need some people to step up and go, Err. No, you can. It's just you're not. And I that was like a really good like, oh, yeah, like you really can make a lot of money. I mean, you've got plenty of people, you know, you've got, you know, the Twilights and Harry Potters and all of those things of the world. But then but then like when you come to like the real personal development and business space, it's like you've got those two. You've got, you know, like Dave Ramsey and Hal Elrod on the self-publishing route. Like that is worth noting. And I just want you guys to like pay attention. It's like he has sold two million copies self-published. And average retail price is around $20. And let's just say he even gets to keep half of that, which I think he said it averages a little bit higher than 50% on print version. Y'all, at $9, and I just lowballed it, like, because $10 would be 50%. But at $9, at 2 million copies, you don't have to be a mathematician to do this. It's $18 million. You can make plenty of dough selling your books that you self-published. And there is all kinds of talk in the industry about, well, your book won't be seen as credible or it won't have the same distribution. Well, that just ain't the case here. And that just proves all of that wrong of, well, no, you can, right? You can do that, but you got to hustle and you got to do it and you got to be committed to it. And I I think that was a great reminder of, no, you, you can, just most people aren't. Yeah, if you sell a million of anything, you're going to make money, right? Like, uh, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't matter, what, matter it what it is. And that's really good. And, and yeah, I think it's, you know, John Gordon and John Maxwell are people who traditionally publish who I... have sold lots they, and lots they, of books. They have make plenty of money from just <laughs> book sales. Andy Andrews makes plenty of money from just book sales through traditional route. And then you have Hal Elrod and then, you know, of course, Dave Ramsey's self-published stuff and then traditionally published and gone back to self-publishing. So yeah, I love that. And to your point about the hustle, I was just looking up the notes. The first year he said he did 140 interviews, 30 podcast interviews, interviews, did 36 speeches and sold like 13,000 copies. Which is strong. Which is super strong, but it's also not the one where you go, oh, they sold 50,000 units on opening week and, you know, this is the next book that's going to sell a million. It was 
13,000 copies over the first like year and a half. But then. But then he did it consistent and it grew. Not consistent. Grew. It totally multiplied because it went from 13,000 in year one to six years later, a two million. million. Six years to reach a million. 13,000 to a million in six years is like pretty aggressive. It's amazing. Well, and so that's my third point is this Facebook group that, you know, and he, here's what I think the point is, is that if you build a community around your message, then book sales naturally flow out of that, right? Like most people think, how can I build a community around my book when I have a book launch in order to sell my book? And it's like this one-time thing. Hal wasn't doing it out of marketing. He was doing it out of impact. He's like, I want to create a place for people to support one another and cheer each other on and, and get them to meet me and I can meet them and answer their questions. And, and it's the Facebook community that he built that, yeah, you know, when you have 250,000 people in your Facebook group every day talking to each other, of course, they're going to like the topic of conversation is around this thing that is your book. Of course, those people are going to buy and they're not just going to read it and forget about it. They're in there all the time. It's like having 250,000 salespeople for your book. And it came out of a mission to serve and build a community around a message, not build a community around a book. And we actually use Hal's book in our bestseller launch plan, which is one of our phase three events. There's a window of that event that we talk about the long tail sales plan, like the perennial bestseller. And we talk about building a community around, you know, a movement, not just around a book. And Hal is as great an example of that. And and you can do that today. Even if you don't have a book, you can build that community now and pour into people and then it will sell books. Wow, you can tell Rory is very passionate about this particular topic and how. I am. I am. There's I'm a lot of hand movements. Yeah, again, a lot of hand of movements. You on YouTube, you're seeing my hand <laughs> movements come aggressively at the camera. There's a lot of hand moving over here. <laughs> my third point is somewhat similar to that, but I think that, I'm not going to say it's easy, but how really details out the plan of it's not that difficult to get your book self-published and get it distributed, right? And he really lays out like, well, here's the company that does this and this is the how you do this and this is how you get an audio and here's on Kindle. And it's like, I'm not going to say it's easy because that's still work, but it is simple. Like, it's not rock and science. And we just have so many people in our network and people who are clients that are just baffled and stuck about what do I do? And it's like, just do something. Right. If you're waiting around to decide if you should get traditionally published, it's like, I think he made a great point. It's like, ask yourself, how big is your platform? And if it's not going to sell itself for you, then you should go ahead and self-publish. And here's what you do. Right. Here's how you set up your distribution with Amazon. This is how you set up your Kindle. These are the percentages. And then you do the deal and then you go out and you sell it. You get on podcast interviews, you go speak and you promote the pants off of it. But if you really are trying to go for that traditional route, it's just a great reminder of publishers aren't trying to sell your book. It's your job to sell your book. So do you want to sell it? via a publisher and their distribution or sell it via yourself and use all the other distribution channels that have developed over the last 10, 15 years that really weren't there 
back in 2010. Like these are all things that have exponentially made this process easier for people to get their messages out there, which is you. And you don't have to be traditionally published to make tons of money and to be a super credible author these days. You've got tons of examples of that. It's just how bad do you want to do it? Absolutely. Amen. And you can find a way, you can figure it out. By the way, if you're looking for tactical strategies on how to actually market your book, I mentioned this already, we have an event called Bestseller Launch Plan, which specifically teaches you tactics to market the books. And we use, like I said, Hal as a case study. Another thing that we address in there is when to self-publish versus when to traditionally publish. You know, a quick tip on that, just a rough guide, is we usually say, if you have a platform where you think you can move 10,000 units in the first four to six weeks, that's a good signal that you're ready for traditional publishing and that it probably makes sense. And if you're not there, or even if you are there, you still need to take a good look at self-publishing because of all the reasons that Hal is talking about. A cool 18 million of them if you got a calculator. <laughs> so anyways, go listen to the interview. Thanks for being here. Knock down the walls. Let us know how we can help you. We're here to support you along the way. We'll catch you next time on The Influential Personal Brand. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 